into the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. We find in 1 Kings 19 a time when the Bible says he departed thence and found Elisha, the son of Zaphat, who was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen before him. And he with the twelfth, and Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. He left the oxen and ran after Elijah, saying, Let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow thee. Elijah said this to him, Go back again. Well, what have I done to thee? He said, If I've not done anything to you, he said, You can go back and kiss mom and dad, keep on plowing. But if God has done something for you, then he said, follow me. And so he returned back from him and took a yoke of oxen, slew them, boiled their flesh with the instruments of the oxen. He burnt the plow. He burnt the plow and gave it to the people and they did eat. He arose and went after Elijah and ministered unto him. Tonight I want to share just a real simple truth. I knew there would be many of our folks traveling tonight, but to be very honest with you, I, I just want to share my heart of truth that's been, been hanging around there. No, just to put it to you bluntly, there's some messages I hear and I say, boy, our church needs that. Boy, our church, that's to help our church. But then there's some messages I live. I literally have to live. This message is one I have lived. Simply, when God says, not an option, not an option, I think we have a great misconception. Have we prayed yet? We ain't prayed yet. God help us, brother. How'd you lead us to the throne of grace? Amen. I think we have such a great misconception of God and who He is and what He is and His great work. I think the misconception comes in the fact, okay, God, I, I, I come to church or God, I prayed and now I, I demand you to do this. Or, God, I, I come to church and I've done you such a favor today. And, God, I, I tell you, uh, Lord, you, you should be honored that I'm in your presence that I'm actually serving you, giving my life to serve you. And may I say, that is a misconception, total misconception about the great business of God. Matter of fact, the kingdom of God was very serious business to Him. Probably, probably a lot more serious than most of us Take it to be. Um, the Lord wasn't running around 
trying to recruit people to do His work. He never turned me away for salvation. And by the way, if you're lost tonight, He won't turn you away. Praise God. He loved you so much that He went to a cross and died that you could have life. Amen. Rose again that you could have victory. And so He's not going to turn you away. But on the other hand, He's not running around here saying, Well, boy, I, I, I need someone to serve me. And would, would you please, please serve me. And, and I'll, I'll do this for you. And I'll do this for you. And I'll do this for you. Uh, he's not Monty Hall. And he's not playing. Let's make a deal. Amen. He's not that at all. And one of the misconceptions that we have is on God's great work. John 9, 4 said, I must work the works of Him that sent me. While this day the night cometh when no man can work. And would you agree with me in 2017, we're approaching that night time right now while we said, and Solid Rock Baptist Church on a Sunday night, quickly it is coming tonight when we cannot work. So we must be busy doing the Father's business. But he wasn't running around just hunting someone, searching for someone, anyone who would maybe do, give him a little bit of their time or a little bit of, uh, of their work. I'll tell you, he wasn't doing that. The kingdom of God is for serious contenders, and, I, I, and I'm, it's almost discouraging, but I don't want to discourage you. But he never lowers the bar or compromises anyone to get you to serve him. God is in a position where he says there's no options. Jesus said unto him, No man... <laughs> That takes in about all of us. That word man is mankind. It's not gender. No man having put his hand to the plow and looking back. God said he's not fit for the kingdom of God. See, when we read the word of God, we get the mind of God. And it's interesting. I read it. And I try to read every single day. And I've never found where God asked me my opinion. He's never sent me a text message and asked me what I thought about the situation. He never thought, he never called me and asked me, uh, uh, preacher, do you, do you think if somebody does great works, they should go to hell? He didn't say, he said, by, by, you're saved by grace through faith and not of works. That's any man should boast. If you're trusting your works, you'll die and go to hell. Me is trusting the blood of Jesus Christ. And so he's never asked my opinion. And by the way, he doesn't ask your opinion either. And so it's sometimes very easy for us to try. I've said this for years. We're constantly trying to, to bring God's thinking and attitude and perception down to us. 
But that's backwards. God is wanting us to rise up to His thinking, His attitude, His perception on things. We're constantly trying to, to make sense out of God's business. And may I say, well, there's a lot of things God does. If He just asked me, I wouldn't have done that away. But I'm glad He didn't ask me because those times that I've done it my way, I've made a mess of them. But when I've waited on His way, I come back and say, Wow! Wow! God, what a great God you are! Man, I would have thought about that! But wow! How you done things! And so, thinking that with that, the Bible says, again, no man have put his hands to a plow and looking back he said this now the just shall live by faith but if any man draw back backing away from it turning loose to the plow and let me say this take it to the bank no matter what your perception of it is, until a person that's saved by the grace of God puts their hand to the plow and committed, will they ever do anything for God? They're going here and yonder and ever which way and never accomplishing nothing for God. Cause he can't figure out where you got your hands. What plow are you on? So we find people come today and say, well, for a Christian, born again believer, God says, I've got a plow for you. i got a plow for you. That's your plow. And for some that's been praying for some, that's being a witness. For some, that's teaching a class. For some, that's whatever area that God has chosen to give you. He's giving you a plow. You say, well, I, I don't want to serve Him no more. God says, not an, no option, not an option there. I don't want to give myself. God says, I'm sorry, it's not an option. It's not an option. I don't want to preach no more. And a few, a few times down through the years, I've been there. God, I want to preach no more. And God says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, son. That ain't an option. That's not an option. That's not an option. God, I don't want to give no more. God says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, my child. That's just not an option. That's not an option. Comes and says, I don't want to work that bus route no more. I'm tired and I'm weary. I don't want to work that bus. God says, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I love you. But that, that's not an option. That's your plow. That's not an option. See, when God gives you the privilege, and this morning, that's what we got to change. Our perception of serving God 
as if, boy, I used to do, brother, I used to say stupid stuff. I really did. Boy, and God knows I was ignorant. That's the reason I've done it. I used to say, boy, I tell you, when I went full time in the ministry, I gave up this job and he paid me this and I give up this and give all hallelujah. The day came when I realized that I didn't give up anything to serve God. He gave everything for me to have the privilege to serve Him. But I think it's got to change. God, I think it's got to change. So tonight as we think about this ideal, now the just should live by faith. Now let me just tell you right up front, you grab hold of that plow. Sometimes faith is all you've got to hold on to. Field looks long, it looks hard, ain't nobody else plowing. It looks it's a big field. But the Bible says the just shall live by faith. And faith is sometimes the only thing you've got to hold on to. Elisha, beginning our text, Elisha was plowing. And the man of God had gotten weary. I'll talk about that in a minute. God said, here, head down there. There's a, a man down there plowing. Twelve oxen, by the way. In that day, twelve oxen would have been like having ten Mercedes sitting in the driveway. To have oxen was a symbol of wealth. Elisha was a very wealthy man to have that many oxen and a plowing. And and Elisha just come out, took his coat off and threw it over on him. And immediately Elisha knew what God was doing. But he said, he made a statement. He said, will it be okay? Will it be okay if I go back and kiss mama and daddy first? And the man of God said, you can do whatever you want to do. But if that mantle means what you think it means, he said, I want you to take the plow and never back up. Go. He said, go again. What have I done to thee? So tonight, let me give you three things. Number one, going back, not an option. God expects us just to keep going. Nowhere in this Bible does God give an option of quitting and going back on God? And if you sin, praise God, God lets you come back. Well, you, you, you take off to the far country, bless God, God, He'll help you. God will, will move your heart as He did Jacob and bring you back. But in serving God, there is no going back. There's just not an option. There's not an option. He saves us to go forward. Second Peter 2.20 For if after they escape the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord, Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse uh, with them than the beginning. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness 
than after they had known it to turn from the holy commandments delivered unto them. But it is happened unto them according to the true proverb. The dog is turned to his own vomit again and a sow that was washed thrown watering in the mire. God uses this illustration. It says when someone puts their hand to the plow and they choose to go back it's like take a, a, a pig, wash them real good and clean, and then when, he, when you look around, they run back and jumped in the mud hole. God said there's no option. No option. God saves us to go forward. God saves us in this church for our church to go forward. Number two, it is the struggle of every generation. Numbers 11, for and a mixed multitude that was among them fell a lusting. And the children of Israel also wept again and said, Who should give us flesh to eat? We remember the fish which we did eat in Egypt freely, the cucumbers, the melons, and the leeks, and the onions, and the garlic. What a diet. And now our soul is dried away. There is nothing at all besides this manna before our eyes. Real quickly, let me give you a story. God says, Moses, I want to take you down to Egypt and bring my people out. Praise God, and he did. He brought them out and brought them through the blood. And they come out and they, they're, they're in the wilderness journey. And God said, every morning... When you get up, there'll be a little round wafer-like seed on the ground. And you're to get enough just for that day. And just enough for your family. And you do that for six days. And on the six days, you get twice as much to hold you over during the Sabbath. Because there's not going to be none on the Sabbath. Now, just like typical, I tell you, I know they was Israelites, but my God, they see, they talked, acted just like Baptists. You know what some of them did? God said, now listen, you get it every day fresh. And don't you store it. You know what them rascals done? They tried to store it. Tried to hoard it up. Boy, I wonder... I wonder if things that God's people have hoarded up in their life when they stand before God's not going to... What's that smell? Next morning they, they piled it up and they stored it. And next morning it had worms and it stunk. Smelled the whole house up. I wonder sometimes if we've hoarded up so much of this world, when we get to heaven, God's going to say, my God, what, what's that smell? I give you things to use for my glory, and you hoarded them up. God said, don't you hoard them up. Be fresh every day. Boy, for a few days, they said, man, this is wonderful. Heaven's food. They grounded it. They fried. They done all kinds of things to it. But then the day came. Moses, we're sick of this stuff. 
I'm just too tired of serving God anymore. He just ain't worth it. We're sick of this manna. And we remember the watermelons, cantaloupes, the leeks and the onions. We remembered all that stuff back in Egypt. Isn't it amazing? Listen to me. Isn't it amazing? They didn't talk about them beatings down in Egypt. They didn't talk about the taskmasters down in Egypt. They didn't talk about the heart. They didn't talk about the tears in Egypt. All they talked about was, well, we want to go back. Now, don't you listen to me. Stay with me. They said, we want to go back. Hold it. God said, that's not an option. That's not an option. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to show you right here where a whole lot of God's people are literally wasting their life. They're not here doing the work of God, the will of God, but they're not out in the world either because it's not an option. They're stuck in an in-between place. And you know what God said? Boy, this is the same God that says, I love you. Same one. Same one that is merciful amongst But you know what God said? God said, no. You're not going back. And what they did, they walked around and around and around and around and God let them live and die and right in the between place. They can't get, they're not, they don't have the victory and the joy that's theirs serving God. And they can't find no victory over here drinking a bad dumber and a mineral life and smoking wacky with. They can't find that happiness back no more either. You realize God saves you, hooks you to the plow, you can go back to the bars, but you won't enjoy it no more. Amen? Someone said, if I wanted to, I'd go get me a case of beer. If I wanted to, I could go home with another woman. I wouldn't live long. Amen? If I wanted to, I could go back to a world of gambling and drugs and alcohol. I could go back. Take one problem. I don't want to. If I go back, I'm not the same person that I am when I left. I'm not the same one. But when you're lost, boy, them's all your buddies, and that's what lo- that you did what lost people done. You act like lost people, you talk like lost people, you live like lost people, but when Jesus saves you, you're not lost men no more. You're not one of them. You won't fit in. Truth of the matter is, they won't trust you no more. Now, and then over here, you want to do the work of God, and you've been hooked to a plow, but yet you're wanting to go back. 
And I believe there's a many a person that's been hooked to the plow. God's a blessing them. Oh, 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 I could tell you the number of couples and Sunday school teachers and people that God was using in a great way. But they chose to go back. And now all they're doing is just circling in the same steps. Start trying to find something. They put on their Facebooks, Oh, what a great time at the beach. Really? Truth of the matter is, when they pillow they had at night, they wish they could get that back. Are you listening? They wish they could get that back. Talked to a man, he's, he's in heaven now. Sitting in the middle of a factory floor. He came and visited here, died of cancer. And uh, I said, Barry? His name was Barry Parker. I said, Barry, do you know the Lord is your Savior? He looked at me and he said this. He said, Preacher? If I could get back what I one time had. He said, there's a time me and my wife was married, we was in church. They sung together. They sung together. And he said, well, God was a blessing. And then he, I decided. He made it, said, I decided. I didn't want to do that no more. He said, if I could get that back, he said, I'd go to it in a, in a heartbeat. I said, well, if you make a step out of the way, maybe God will give it back to you. He said, no, I don't think I... So he wandered around. Next time I talked to him, he's interested. Next time I talked to him, he said, oh, preacher, don't, I, don't, don't preach me. I'm not interested in that. Uh, uh, I'm going to read... I'm going to retire in four months and I'm going to live on my rocking chair money. And he said, I'm going to, I'm going to have me a great time. Next time I saw him, we was in Sam's. And I walked up to him and I said, Hey man, how are you enjoying that rocking chair money? Here's what he said. Never forget it. He said, Preacher, they diagnosed me with cancer. They give me six months to live. He looked at me with tears running out. He said, I want to die and go to hell. He said, I want to die and go to hell. He said, I think I'm saved, but I'm not sure. And I went to, I, I, I found out where he lived in. As soon as he got out of there, I went, I went to his house. And I watched a man that put his hand to his body and, and decided to I'm going back. Now, I want you to listen to me. We all get weary in God's work at times. Don't look at me. Don't you get weary sometimes? We all get weary. We all do. You know, it's real easy. You're you're, you're here plowing, doing the best you you can. and, And you look around... And you get to looking far enough, and, and a whole bunch of people's playing. And you're blowing. 
and say, God, what goes here? I will play like they're playing. God says, that'd be all right. But that's your plow. That's not their plow. That's your plow. That's not theirs. And God says, no option. I don't want to live. I don't want to live my life in this middle place. I, I don't, all of them came under the blood. They were all, there was a mixed multitude, but they all come under the blood. Had to get out by the blood. But they just circled and circled and circled and, and never accomplishing anything. And it come down to the end and it was just simply a generation, 40 years. And the only thing they got to do was go to funerals. Oh my goodness, I don't want to live there. May I say, number one, going back is just not an option. Number two, giving up is not an option. First Kings 19. Listen, how, how many agree with me? Now listen to me. How many agree with me that a dude that can pray fire out of heaven is a mighty man of God? Any man that can take on a whole army by himself. It's a mighty big man, right? Listen to this same man. And it was so when Elijah heard it, they wrapped his face in his mantle and went out, stood in the entrance of the cave. Behold, there came a voice on him saying, this is God now talking to him. What doest thou here, Elijah? I love it. Elijah, hey man, what are you doing sitting here? And listen to what he said. I've been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts because the children of Israel forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altar, slain thy prophet with a sword, and I, even I only, am left. And they seek my life. And here's what he says to God, to take it away. He said, they're seeking my life. I'm the only one. And God just tell you the truth, I'm just give, I'm the only one. I just give up. I just give up. We all have setbacks. We can't go back, but we all have setbacks. And you can know if you're having a setback, what you need to judge for yourself. Bible says, and they went out from us, but they were not of us. For had they been of us, they would not, no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. God simply said, they went out. If they'd been of us, they wouldn't have. We all have setbacks. Here's the difference. When you have a setback, we all do. Y'all do. Jesus is going to show up. John 24. Peter, I love him. I love this man. Just 
I love love spontaneity. Send them. I go fishing, and I love this. They stay in him. We go also with him. <laughs> we go with him. Let's all go fishing. Jesus had died. Their hero had died. They lost all hope. That for a little while, they all had a setback. He said. They all stood with him. They went forth, near into a ship immediately. And that night, they caught nothing. They had fished thousands of times. What God was saying to them, you now have a setback, but you're not going to catch any fish. I believe God said, hey fish, Run! Get on that side over there, away from that boat. That boat went to that side. God said, back to that side, boys. They caught nothing. And when it was morning was now come, I love this, Jesus stood on the shore. But the disciples knew not it was Jesus. If you have a setback, Jesus is going to show up in your life. I think, I can't prove it, I think I'm probably more right if you dis- than you are if you disagree. <laughs> I think Jesus stood there all night watching them. I believe I've had some setbacks. Jesus spent a night watching me toil, watching me struggle, and to teach us the nothingness of going back. God not only will show up, God will speak up. Children, God eat meat. And they said, no, no, we ain't got no meat. No. Then Jesus is going to do something. He's going to separate you again. He'll come out and pick you up. Peter, lovest thou me more than these? Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Feed my lambs. Peter, you turned, you had a setback, Peter. Turn loose that plow for a little while, Peter. But I called you to be a fisher of men. And you can never go back to that kind of fishing again. He said, Peter, won't you take the hand to plow again? He said, You had a setback, it's okay. God separates you for that great call. See, truth is. We all get disillusioned with this thing. What I mean by disillusioned? Having lost faith or trust in something. And you don't have to be holy and pious to me. We've all lost faith and trust, even in God at times. And he knows best. It seems it is, it's, it's very hard sometimes. We get a disillusioned. Reality fails to meet our expectations. Sometimes we get disconnected. That's what, that's what Elijah did. He went and climbed under a juniper tree, got disconnected. 
He fell all along because he put himself all along. Let me help you. When you have a setback, the worst thing you can do is stay at home. The worst place you can be is at home. The best place you can be is at the house of God. The worst place you can do is isolate yourself. You feel disconnected because he disconnected himself from the very ones that would happen. Then sometimes we get discontented. Boy, Psalm 73, and I won't take time to read that. Then last of all, going forward is the only option. And I don't guess it's, it's, there's no one. Elisha burnt the plow. Means he wasn't going to plow again. Going forward is the only option. Ruth chapter 1, there's a little lady. She's a Moabite. She has no, no rights to nothing. But here's what she said. She said, Behold, thy sister-in-law has gone back into her people, into her gods. Return thou to thy sister-in-law. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or return from falling after thee. For where thou goest, I will go. And where thou lodgest, I will lodge. And thy people will be my people, and my God will be my God. You know what Ruth said? Uh, Listen, Naomi, it's not an option. I'm going forward. It's not an option. It's not an option. Sometimes I feel we have options on the table of our heart. And may I say tonight, greatest thing you could do is wipe them options off. God has no options. You know what's waiting on, on Ruth ahead? There's a Boaz looking for her. Just right down the road. There's a baby boy waiting on her just right down the road. There's a handful of purpose waiting on her right down the road. Then some else. There's a testimony waiting on her right down the road because she didn't go back. Boaz answered said, It has fully been shown me all that thou done to thy mother-in-law since the death thou God, I God's let me see all of it. Had a testimony. Tonight, Salt Rock Baptist Church. How do we keep at the plow and never turning back? Jesus said unto the twelve, Will you go away? Peter, Simon Peter answered him and said, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe in a sure Thou art the God, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. You get settled there, and you'll keep your hands to the plow. Never turn back. No options. Let's all stand your feet.